0: Hello Powerful manifester, and welcome to the Law of Retraction Radio Network and of course I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. So grateful, so thankful, so excited that you have joined me today from all over the world and I am really asking you to open up your heart and open up your spirit to receive exactly what you need. You know, we live in a very orderly universe. Uh, You know, the sun comes up in the east and goes down in the west. And the reason that I mentioned that is because you have been drawn to this show. There is something that you're going to hear today that's going to really help you, motivate you, change you, shift you. That's what it's all about. Well, Everybody, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well here in the ATL. Uh, excited about my show. My very special guest is Pam Grout. Uh, uh, number one New York Times best-selling author and she is celebrating uh, just the 10th anniversary of her book E-Squared, How Your Thoughts Create Your Reality. And She's going to be giving you some Experiments that you can use uh, practicing the law of attraction. She's she's in Spain, so we are excited to hear what she has to say. Well, I've had a very interesting week. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, somebody asked, sent me an email and and wanted to know what do I do when I when I have a difficult day, a challenging day. When life happens, because it does happen, and they wanted to know what do I do and so I'm just going to share just kind of uh what happened to me this week. I had a lot of stuff going on, had some challenges, some wonderful opportunities <laughs> as to how I was going to respond to life, and this is what i this is what I do this is what I did this week. Uh, if i find myself not in the high vibrations of love gratitude of uh, bliss uh peace then i know that my focus is off and so um, and and you're not going to always live in those in in those five or six high gratitudes. So number one, don't judge yourself. I didn't judge myself. I allowed myself to feel my feelings around certain situations. That that would be number one, not to be in denial. And I could not schedule a time with my mentor, but I did call a good friend. She's a pastor, Coach Greta Counts. And I spent some time with her just sort of sharing, you know, the Bible is said to two are better than one. And I I went back to gratitude. I'm like, okay, God, all of this is happening all around me. But look at my life. I, I I just began to be grateful for every little little thing. Gratitude will pull you back every time. And just then in my quiet time, I just prayed for God to give me the wisdom and the knowledge. So you may have knowledge about something, but wisdom. When God gives you wisdom, that means that you know how to apply your knowledge. And that's sort of what I do. And then uh, I'll do something playful, like look at something crazy on TV that sort of takes my mind away from things. I'll also take a look at what have I been watching? Where has my focus and my attention been? So that's kind of what I do. And when I go to sleep at night, I forgive and release everything and everybody and get up and start a new day. So for that listener all the way in Hawaii, thank you so much for your email. And that's just what I do. All right. Uh, follow me on social media, Law of Attraction, Constance on TikTok, And on Instagram and on Facebook, I am Coach with Constance, guys. And on YouTube, of course, my YouTube channel, I upload two, at least two, uh, three-minute videos every week. Uh, Sometimes I, I will create shorts or some reels that you can look at. And, you know, sometimes if you look at a reel, you know once again, it's that one word from God that really shifts and changes you. I've also been getting uh just a lot of emails around love, and I'm going to be doing more teaching on what is your love blueprint and we know that the when you have a blueprint it's a system it is it, it's a setup it's a design, it's a sketch, it's a pattern and um So people are wanting to know, why do I keep attracting the same person? And even though I taught on that, I'm just going to go a little deep, deeper on it, because uh, if you have the same blueprint, you're going to keep attracting the same person. Really, you're not attracting, you're vibrating out your beliefs. And so essentially, and I'm not going to get into the teaching, but the bottom line is, whatever was modeled for you, whatever love was modeled for you, whatever you experienced in the area of love, um, any unresolved stuff, you're going to be making your choices not only in the area of love, but in the area of relationships. So over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to really be breaking this down as to, you know, they talk about your money blueprint. What is your relationship b- blueprint? And when I say relationship, not just love, but your friendship, uh, your your coworkers, you know, what does that look like? And uh, breaking it all the way down so that you'll know. Uh, Somebody said, well, I keep attracting the same person. Well, no, you're not attracting. You're really vibrating out. Remember that law of vibration is the primary law. So you're vibrating out what you believe. You're vibrating out um, what you feel. You're vibrating out what you've been taught. Somebody told me this week, they said, well, you know, I heard my parents say that you can't really trust a man. So so if you heard that all of your childhood and you grow up, that's been tattooed on your subconscious and whether you are aware of it or not, you might be completely oblivious to it in your heart of hearts. You don't trust me. So how can you attract love? You're vibrating out that. So I'm going to, use some of my counseling clinical skills and break it all the way down. Because I love what Gabriel said. He said, it's a law. There are fixed universal laws that I want you to learn how to tap into. Yeah. So if you're ready for coaching, boy, my clients, this week I had two clients say, I don't recognize my life. And it looks like it happens overnight, but it is cumulative. I got that out because they've been doing the inner transformational work. One client said, it's almost overwhelming all of this good that's coming to me. But she's been doing her transformational change. I don't like the word work on the inside. So if you're ready for a season coach, if you're ready for a coach and a counselor, uh, just that dynamic duo combination, 30 years as a therapist and, and then uh, a law of attraction coach and a dream coach for, for 15 years. Then let's do a discovery call. No pressure from me. I'm not going to be trying to sell you anything. Just an opportunity for me to listen. I learned a long time ago, never do anything just for money. That includes a client, a project, or anything. So I'm going to listen to you, see where you are, and you and I both are going to see if we are a vibrational match. All right, everybody, let's get ready for Pam Grout. Let's take a deep breath in. Let's let it out. want to thank everybody for your gratitude donation to the think believe and manifest show thanking you in advance another deep breath in everybody let's let it out get ready and be open to receive the amazing pam grout i'll be right back are you feeling stuck are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream
1: Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner
0: with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will
1: assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today
0: at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com and visit her website at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back, and you better put your seat seatbelt on. We have a superstar in the house today. Let me uh, just tell you a little bit about her. Pam Grout is a number one New York Times best-selling author. She has authored 21 books. Uh, screenplays, a live soap opera, a TV series, and she has written so many articles in, in so many magazines without working a nine-to-five job, and with the humor that she has, she says she hasn't starved yet. She's traveled <laughs> to six continents. She's a world traveler, a millionaire, and an inspiring a witness to everyone who meets her. And we are excited because she's going to be talking about her her book, which I've read many times, E Squared, the updated new version, uh, do-it-yourself energy experiments that prove that thoughts create your reality. And I've met Pam on a cruise, and uh, we were riding back, I think, to LAX. Uh, with Uh Jules Johnson and at that time uh, she was writing Thank T-H-A-N-K and Grow Rich and I said to her that's a bestseller not that she didn't (laughs) know that but I just want to say personally uh, I consider us to be friends she she has a heart for humanity uh and uh her daughter made her transition. We're going to talk about that a little bit for somebody, anybody who's going through that. And all the way from Spain, Pam Grout. Welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. I am thrilled
1: to be here. As I mentioned before you hit record, this is my very first interview since the book has debuted so I I chose Constance as my very first so it's a thrill to be back talking to you and I love when we met
0: on that cruise so many years ago so it's
1: a great honor thank you for having me
0: and I told Pam I said Pam you're really fly Cause she went <laughs> and she said, "What does that mean? I'm like o m g, let me teach this girl what fly means and and so we so thus we had our conversation. so Pam, let's just get right to it. I love your book, so tell us about the updated edition. I mean, she's gotten all kind of reviews from folk like Canfield and the uh, Christine north of I think did you get a a, a review from Chopra?" Deepak Chopra, did I see no, that? No,
1: no, I don't know if he's read my book or not. There was one time when I spoke in San Diego and he was maybe going to come. So he might possibly be aware of me, but as it turned out, he had not He had to fly off somewhere and he wasn't able to come to that thing. But we, our paths have sort of crossed or got, gotten close to crossing.
0: <laughs> so share with us uh, just some principles and then I have tons of questions for you in the updated version. When I read it, reread it, I'm like, oh my God, the principles in this, Pam, are just amazing. So share with listeners some principles. Well
1: you know, it's funny because I reread it too, you know, as I updated it, kind of changed any kind of cultural references that might have been updated or that you know might be outdated. So and I read it and I felt the same way as you did like this is such a great book and you know i mentioned that to my possibility posse and they said well duh (laughs) but it made me really appreciate um just how gifted i was to be able to put that book out into the world and as i said in the introduction to the new book it wasn't that it was all my ideas i felt like i was just sort of the satellite dish that was willing to sit down and bring all these things together, you know, through my particular lens, I feel like spirit lives in all of us and we each have a part to play. And my part, I guess in this particular incarnation was to write these books that help remind people of who they really are. So anyway, it it just is a fabulous book. I mean, you know, I felt uplifted myself reading it. And I think one thing people mistake about authors, they think, oh, if they've written this, then they're perfect examples of this that they're writing about. But we write because this is what we aspire to. And all the principles in this book are things that I, you know, try to, to use in my own life and aspire to use in my own life. And again, I can read them myself to be kind of inspired and uplifted. So anyway, it just has nine spiritual principles that are sort of a cond- you know, condensed from a lot of different different principles that we've heard about ever since even in the Bible, you know, asking it's given or seeking you shall find. But I think the thing that made this book so popular and so different is I it wasn't just a book that you read. It's truly a book that you use to do little mini scientific experiments yourself you don't just take anybody's word for this you know to say there's this great force in the universe well that sounds great we've heard that forever but let's prove it let's let's put it to the test let's give this force 48 hours to make its presence known And that is the first experiment. I called it the do to buys. And that is another thing about the book that was kind of fun. I put it in sort of humorous language. I think sometimes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know we we read about these principles and they're dry and heavy and it's like, uh but I wanted it to be fun because I feel like in order to make it sustainable, we want it to be sustainable, we want it to be something that we will continue to do. We have to make it fun. And that's one of the, you know, the main Uh, principles behind my work is is trying to make it fun so i made the book i wrote the book in a fun way like the two divides that's from the movie the big lebowski but it's just saying there is this energy field and we all interact with it this energy field is out there it wants to bless us it wants to interact with us it wants to guide us and we have access to it. So that is principle number one. In fact, if people get that one, they don't even need to read the rest of the book, except that it is fun. But Anyway, there are nine principles. They each have an experiment that goes with them. They each have a lab report sheet. So you literally write down your intentions, you mark down the time, and then you see, you go out and about your life, you know, set it and forget it, as I always say, and, and just, just kind of be aware um, you know what what crosses your path in the time frame that we set up in these experiments?
0: so you talk a lot, let's break it down. uh thoughts and emotions create. so what we're thinking all day long and feeling Pam, are we tapping into the field because we are the field, right? Break that down for people. We are part of the field and our thoughts have magnetic
1: power. And so we're constantly interacting with this field. The problem for most of us is that we're really just repeating patterns from the past. So a lot of the thoughts we have, you know, it's been estimated we have something like 90,000 thoughts a day. I've heard 60,000 thoughts Mm -hmm. a day, but 95% of them and maybe even higher are the same exact thoughts we had the day before. So we're pretty much just habitually repeating conditioning, conditioned thoughts. So one of the things that I encourage people to do in this book is to really let go of everything you think you know and just be open to new possibilities. I feel like we either live in problem state, which is how most of us live or we live in possibility state. And to live in possibility state, you have to let go of everything you have been thinking (laughs) and believing and be willing to embrace new thoughts and feelings, to really be guided by this bigger, unknowable force. And it is there, like I said, for all of us, but because our conditioned thoughts and patterns keep us so busy, so wrapped up with them that this higher force doesn't always get through. So a lot of it's about creating space and and just being open. Like, hey, for 48 hours, I'm going to give this a try. I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm just going to say, dude, <laughs> it's
0: up to you. Show me your present. <laughs> like, that's kind of the first one. Wow. And so, Pam, there are unlimited possibilities or or do you call it potentialities that are available to us? How do listeners tap into that? Because let's talk about money. Everybody wants more money and freedom and love. So that unlimited potentiality of possibilities is waiting for us.
1: All of us. It's right there. Only we can block it. And as I said, we often do block it with our conditioned patterns and thinking, but it is all there once we let go of it. We can't even conceive of the unlimited possibilities. That's why it's Mm -hmm. important for us to let go of all, you know, we hang on so tight to what we think has to be the way, you know, people often, you know, want to step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to get somewhere, but the, the universe doesn't really work like that. It can work in so many different ways it can go from a to z back to d to i mean it's just it's beyond our comprehension and that's you know what quantum physicists have told us you know it's it doesn't work the way we think it does but what happens is once we collapse the wave you know from this field of infinite possibilities we have that very limited reality with that collapsed wave and we call it the observer effect but it's what our beliefs you know, create over and over again. So we have to get back into that unlimited field where we haven't collapsed the way. And and that is um, kind of the state that's um, the best to live in as far as uh, manifesting, um, you know, a life of miracle and magic.
0: Right. Right got to turn my phone off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And so there is unlimited abundance and love and prosperity. So, so do people have to become what we hear so much about a vibrational match to a certain frequency? How does that work, Pam? Well, we're already connected to everything. We just
1: are aware of what we've allowed into our awareness. So we animate into our life whatever we put our attention upon. But again, because we tend to put our attention upon such limited beliefs, then we're not aware of this. I, I think one of the things I said in the book was that, you know, it's all there. It's all there. in, you know, Esther Hicks, I think, calls it the vortex. All, we're, we're connected to all of that. But it might be on, you know, the skyscraper, it might be on 28th floor, and we're still down on second floor, Mm. because our consciousness has trapped us there, has stopped us there. So once we let go of all of our beliefs and conditioned thoughts, then we will feel that connection, we will animate it into our life, because we are already connected to it. And that's just remarkable for people to believe. They're like, no, I'm not. I, I don't see that money. I don't see that happiness, that love, all that stuff that's because their limited beliefs have collapsed a wave, <laughs> collapsed the wave of infinite potentiality into what they think is true. But so much more is true. I mean, that's what God is. God is, you know, the
0: infinite, the eternal, the stuff
1: we can't even conceive
0: of. You know, when when you said that we're connected to all things, just that simple sentence. And that simple principle, in fact, is so profound. And and, and so we're connected to all people, all things, all abundance, but it's our limiting thinking and belief that's blocking us from accessing it.
1: Right. Like for one example, we are becoming more open to realizing this. Like here's the fact that you're in Atlanta, I presume, and I'm here in Spain. And we're here talking in real time, so we're having this connection. The truth is, we're talking on one level to every one of our brothers and sisters all over the planet, every tree, every flower, we're connected, but I think technology is kind of showing us the way we're connected. So our limited minds have been able to grasp that, oh, using this technology, we can connect, but... In truth, we can connect even without the technology. I mean, at this point, I'm so grateful for the technology because I yeah. haven't quite opened my mind enough to recognize other ways of connecting. But I pray for that. And I know that we will realize that as we become more and more open to all the potentiality. So yes, we are connected to everything, all abundance, all love, all peace. And in fact, that is our natural state, peace and joy. But again we're blocking it with these conditioned patterns and beliefs that we think is reality.
0: Well, you know, I read somewhere, so pam are we, are we looking so so are our current circumstances our reality or are we within ourselves is that our reality?
1: Well, I believe reality is so much bigger than what we conceive. Mm. I think we we live in a world of our perceptions. You know, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. And what it says is there's no such thing as a a thought that doesn't make a difference. So we perceive these things, but through these thoughts, we limit ourselves. So my prayer every morning is, you know, what kind of day do you want to have? You know, this is what Course in Miracle says. I want to have a day of peace and joy and, you know, all those things. And then what it says is if I make no decisions on my own, that's the kind of day I will have. (laughs) Because that's the truth of my day, the truth of my being, my authentic self. Only if I make decisions that limit that, could that not be true? Could that not happen? So really, it's just about getting out of our own way. It's like, you know. David, when he chiseled out the Michelangelo, he had a block of granite or whatever, marble, I guess it was. And he, you know, chipped away until he got to what was true and beautiful. And that's kind of what we're doing is chipping away all the beliefs and patterns that no longer
0: serve us. You know, when I reread your book, I said, it's really easy and simple (laughs) in many ways Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, how we've been programmed. So you right. said you said this morning, this morning, uh you said today you went out and you wrote your affirmation in the sand. Tell our listeners about that. And why did you do that?
1: Well, when E Squared came out the first time, and it came out in twenty thirteen. So on New Year's Eve of twenty twelve, I was visiting my sister in your state, Georgia. <laughs> she mm-hmm. lives in Savannah. So we, uh, we were out at Tybee Island, Tybee mm-hmm. Beach, whatever it's called. And so I took a step on New Year's Eve in 2012, and I wrote in the sand, E Squared will be an international bestseller. And then I, I mean, you know, I wrote it real big letters along the beach, and then I let the waves come in and take it out to the universe. I didn't think about it again, really. I mean, obviously, I thought about it, but it wasn't, I didn't obsess about it. And I think that's what some people do. They, mm-hmm. you know, make an intention, and then they just obsess and try to figure (laughs) it out and let's do this and let's do that. It's just so important to let it go. But so anyway, so i let the universe. It's like, okay, those waves are going to take it out to the universe. And sure enough, that book (laughs) ended up as number one on the New York Times bestseller list through no real act of mine. I mean, again, it was just something bigger than me. I was able to get out of the way and to let that happen. But so anyway, I did that, you know, when Eastward came out 10 years ago. And so I thought, huh, I'm at a beach again. Here I'm in Cadiz that is surrounded by ocean on all three sides with big, beautiful, long powder sand beaches. It's, the, the beaches here tend to be pretty crowded, partly because it's, you know, cool here right now. It's ocean breezes. It's very comfortable. So everybody's, you know, come to Cadiz. But so I had to go out really early this morning. I, you know, when the sun was coming up, I took another big stick. And I wrote, this time I wrote, E squared, E2 equals freedom. And peace for all, <laughs> because that's my intention these days. Freedom and peace for all. In fact, I heard a thing, and this just made such a big impact on me. You know, I, you know how reading my books. You know, I love quotes, and this was a quote. I don't know if I've got it exactly, but you know, Byron Katie. She does the work, and she says that when someone, um, you know, does something mean to you, and you only look at them with complete love in your heart. And you only notice complete love in your heart and your work is done.
0: <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? It's like,
1: And I thought, what freedom is that? To love everybody, to love everything. It's freedom. There's nothing that could ever stop anything because you recognize the truth. You really do love everyone. I mean, one of the things I say in that book is the biggest secret in the world is that we all really love each other. We just <laughs> don't know it, you know all those beliefs and condition patterns we have, we think we're at odds, we think we have enemies, but it's not even true in the reality of the world, in the bigger in the dude's picture, in the real life in real truth, we all love each other, we're all connected i mean it's that's that's the truth,
0: wow, you know you know that is so amazing, so Pam, share with us a couple of other experiments, and I like that because. Uh, you know, as an author, both of my books are kind of like workbooks. I want, I want to teach, but then I want people to really practice. So share with us another principle uh, and a a exercise and experiment that people can use.
1: Yeah. Well, the first one is like the do divides. Mm -hmm. The second one is that you interact with this field according to your beliefs and expectations. And so, in the second experiment, I tell people, I, I've heard so many fun stories about this particular experiment. But, you know, I suggest, you know, like making an intention to see green cars or purple cars or, or whatever, or feathers or whatever it might be. And then give it 48 hours and just see that once you've made that intention, if you don't start seeing that, and you do, you know, you start seeing the thing that you've put into you've animated into your life what you put your attention upon. So again, the stories that I've heard have been so edifying. You know, I get emails from people all the time that say, you are never gonna believe this. And (laughs) of course I love that because it's just added to my again, like I said, writers are aspirational. So I want to get this so deep in my bones that I love everything, love everybody. So when I hear these stories just about how much we are loved, how much the universe is interacting with us, it just strengthens my belief. So anyway, that's one of them, too, where, you know, you draw into your life, whatever, you know, you interact and draw into your life according to your beliefs and expectations. And again, our goal is to uh, get away from the limited beliefs and expectations we have and to allow spirit to allow the divine presence to to provide that for us so that's the second one um, i'm trying to think of the, the really interesting <laughs> one of the ones that was so popular a lot of people did um this little youtube videos about this is the one i called that we are the we tour energy you know the world is energy. We're in this energetic field, but we, too, are energy. You know, if you break it all down, we're ninety nine are nine nine nine. you know, emptiness, really, but just a little bit of actual physicality. But so to prove that we're energy, I had people make what I call Einstein wands. And it was basically, you just take a coat hanger and you bend it. And then I had, you know, put straws on me and just so you're not actually touching it. And then they kind of wiggle a little bit again, because we are waves of energy you kind of wait till they calm down and then you start thinking positive things or you start thinking negative things and you watch how your energy actually moves by how those wands move. And so if anybody Googles like, or goes on to YouTube, I -hmm. presume they're still on YouTube. I haven't actually looked lately, but um, you can see videos of people doing this. So, you know, you sit there with your wands and you know, you could say, oh, I, you know, I, I'm a terrible person, whatever. And your energy just goes in like that. I mean, it's just, it's so visible. I mean, like I said, that book, this book I wanted to prove it to people. I want them to see it with their own two eyes. And so with those Einstein ones, they are able to see it, you know, and it's very clear. It's right in front of them. What happens with their energy when they, you know, think, certain thoughts right other people have also done that testing you know with your arm where you know you kind of hold your arm and you have somebody else push on it you know when you say something negative you know you kind of lose your power it's easy to push your arm down or when you you know affirm how strong and powerful you are or whatever people can't push your arm down so that's another way to test that to where you actually could see it so einstein wands that's when you are a field of energy too i have one in there where i have people you know, really love their food and and say positive affirmations to their food. Um, What do I call that one? The uh, Jenny Craig principle. (laughs) There's the Dear Abby principle where, you know, we ask for um, an answer to a question that we have. So we give, you know, the field 48 hours to provide an answer to a question. So there's a lot of interesting um, experiments for people to try. And... um, I I do think the reason this book became such a big hit was because people loved doing the experiments and people started sharing them uh, again on social media, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I guess social media has been around for a long time, but for whatever reason, people were really into sharing all that on social media and that really you know, propelled the book into more people wanting to try it. In fact, a friend of mine, Lisa Natoli, is starting a little pop-up Facebook party that people, if they're reading the book, can, um, you great. know, can get involved in if they want. So for the month of August, it's just, a you know, a month-long thing because the book, you know, debuts in August. <laughs> um, so for the month of August, people can join this group and they can, you know, share their experiments and, and talk about it. So... Anyway, if people look on my blog, they can see the link to that. Lisa, Lisa totally offered it. she's doing it all on her own. But I am a member of the group, and I'll probably get on there and comment from time to time myself.
0: So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> if anybody is watching this, I'm getting ready to stand up and cover up my vent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're listening to this, okay, now I'm fine. And, and, so, and so, Pam, it, it sounds like, you know, the way everything is going in the world. <clears throat> that all of these principles could really help people live a powerful life. And I love right. the simplicity of it. You know, like, uh, for example, before I got on this call, I said, we're going to have a great connection. We're going to have fun. So I intentionally in my thoughts and emotion have already seen this come through and be successful right. in my mind.
1: hmm Yes. And I do the same thing. You know, how, how do I want to be? I want to be connected. With. Okay. Because we are connected. I want to feel that I want to know that. And indeed I feel that we are. So yes, those intentions are very powerful. I don't know if you guys can hear the siren in the
0: back, but. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you you and, and so, you know, one thing I was looking at on here is, is that. Our consciousness, we attract with our consciousness. How would you define that? Because a lot of people said that sounds too lofty. What does that mean?
1: Well, your consciousness is basically your awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you aware of? I mean, some people spend their entire days just being aware of negative thoughts and of that little Michael Singer calls it the roommate in your head. Wow. (laughs) The the voice that's telling you, oh, you shouldn't have done that or you're going to be late to work or whatever. You know, that voice that's constantly going in our heads when we could just be looking at beauty and being aware of all the things that are around us. When you really stop and look, it's just amazing how many miracles are Mm -hmm. here. Like, one of the things I sometimes do is I'll say, okay, I'm going to look at all things around me that happen to be red, the color red. So it just brings my awareness back to this moment. And one of the things I do talk about in the book is that if you're in the moment,
0: <clears throat> those
1: yammering thoughts, those, you know, they they can't be there because the moment is only that pure, clear awareness, which is where divine presence lives and that's where all the magic happens and that's where the magic's happening anyway except that we're sometimes unaware of it because of those thoughts what I call the courts and miracles calls the ego
0: so So Pam your life so you were not visualizing or anything like that to create a New York Times bestsellers book right
1: well, I did write it in the beach. I didn't write specifically in New York Times bestseller, but I did write that it would be an international bestseller. So, yes, I did make that intention, but I didn't, you know. In fact, I tell a story in E-Cube, which is the follow-up book to that, is this book, E-Square, the one that, you know, became such a big hit. I had written it nine years earlier.
0: Wow. At that
1: time, it was called God Doesn't Have <laughs> Bad Hair Days. And it had... Ten experiments, not nine. And it didn't do anything. And at that time, you know, like everybody, this is when Oprah was, you know, on every afternoon. It's like, I'm going to be on Oprah. You know, I, I had done all these affirmations and I was going to have this happen. But God doesn't have that hair days. You know, nothing happened with it. I mean, it went out of print. I, you know, the few people that read it loved it. But you know what I mean? It didn't ever catch on. So, you know, fast forward nine years, I, you know, I, I didn't obsess about that. Okay, some of that didn't happen. I went ahead and I wrote three books for National Geographic. I just, you know, went on and, you know, didn't feel bad. Like, okay, that didn't happen. But I went on and kept creating and loving and all that. And then the thought came to me, you know, you love that book. And it's out of print. Why don't you repackage it or, you know, rename it and send it off to Hay House? Because, you know, we do get guidance mm-hmm. if once we're open to that. And sure enough, it's basically the same book. <laughs> I, um, you know, called it E Squared instead of God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days. Um The publisher that published it the first time, they hired kind of a traditional Christian publicist because of the name God, I think. And I think maybe <laughs> it wasn't a good mm-hmm. fit. Whatever reason, you know, that book didn't. But I think mostly it's because I... Kind of upgraded my my energy channels. You know, I I became more open. I became more willing to accept my good. And then when it came out as E squared with Hay House, you know, it just boom did all the things that I'd been you know affirming way back when. But by that time, I'd sort of learned just to you know set it and forget it. Like I said, it's the crockpot principle. You know, you put it in the crockpot and let the universe do it. Because awesome. when I try to get involved, yeah, it, you know. My ways are limited. God's ways are not limited.
0: Well, everybody, excuse my cough, but I'm right over the air-conditioned vent and uh, had to change some things. So, Pam, anything else you want to share from this book? Uh, It's so powerful. And you yourself said that you were amazed at your wisdom (laughs) and those principles. (laughs)
1: Well, I don't really attribute it to my own wisdom. I contribute it to the fact that I, you know, was willing to listen to the muses, to God, whatever, to write the book. So that mm-hmm. really is, you know, how I would. The thing, one thing I do want to mention about this book that's kind of fun. Um, I we, We've included a manifesting scavenger hunt. So not only are there the nine experiments that people can do, but we've also, I've come up with a, well, 22.2, which is kind of funny, point two, but 200.2, because that's my number with my daughter. And so we've done the manifesting treasure map. And so there's 22.2 things to manifest in addition to the, um, you know, the nine experiments that people can do. And an artist, a visionary artist from Spain, Actually, he lives in Canada now. In fact, this is his apartment that he has, you know, invited me to to live in here in Cadiz <laughs> um, at this time, which has been such a wonderful blessing. Um, but anyway, he designed the treasure map. So that is one addition. I've written a new forward to the book. And then I've we've also got that, you know, manifesting scavenger hunt. Um, with more things to manifest um, in the new book, so that is, you know, the two main differences. But basically, the same nine wonderful experiments that do prove all, you know, that we that our thoughts create reality, that our thoughts affect reality, and that well, our lives are valuable.
0: So, speaking of lives being valuable, your daughter made her transition. Uh, You said five years ago. Talk about that. And for anybody who's listening, you know, nobody talks about how you deal with that process. And I know it's different for everybody. How have you dealt with it? How are you and what would you say to people who might be going through that process? situation right now? And did any of the principles uh, in your book really help you move through it?
1: Well, as I mentioned, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. And one of the main lessons that's repeated again and again, there's 365 lessons in a Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. And it says that the truth mm-hmm. of who I really am is not a body. I am not a body. I am free for I'm still as God created me. So that has given me such um, such great comfort knowing that Taz was never really a body. None of us are really these bodies. We are the spirit that, you know, is infused in this body. So because of that, I've been able to, you know continue to feel her presence in my life. One of the things that I did as well, that's been helpful is I started a foundation in her honor she and i had this thing about 222 two, two. <laughs> it was just something she had started when she was young in fact i think i talked about it in E square just you know the coincidence of you know she was thinking about the can we draw in for life what we're putting our attention upon and so we had gone on a trip one year when she was kind of really into 222 two, two. she started a facebook group the amazing awesomeness 222 two, two, or something to that effect So we're, you know, you know, in Alaska, we get a hotel room, 222. We go to London, we get a hotel room, 222. And so it just shows, you know, once we're putting our attention on something. So we used to always send each other pictures of 222 and it just became our thing, one of Mm -hmm. our things. So. Soon after she passed, I got the idea to um, start at 222 Foundation, the Tazgrat 222 Foundation. And so every year on February 22nd, we give a a grant or not a grant, a gift to um, someone who's trying to change the consciousness of the world. You know, the foundation stated belief is that our greatest need is to change the consciousness of the world. And so we look for people that are... um, you know, using creativity and are actively changing the consciousness of the world. So we gave our fifth gift last 222. And it was so amazing how it happened. Soon after she passed, I was scheduled to go to India. And I thought, how am I going to go to India? I mean, you know, that's just a crushing blow. My daughter suddenly has an aneurysm and she's gone. I mean, you know, how can you deal with that? But I called a friend of mine. And she agreed to go with me because I was, you know, going to participate in this tribes for good organization. And so we ended up going to the Taj Mahal. And we got there, and we found out that the woman that that this mogul had designed this whole amazing marble, you know, one wonder of the world, was dedicated to a, his favorite wife called Mum taz that was her name taz
0: wow. and it took
1: it took twenty two thousand workers 22 years or was it two? anyway there was the 222 two, two there to to build this monument to love it was a great monument to love and then soon after we left there we <laughs> ran into this place called shiro's hang it was about these women who had an acid thrown on them you know in india they're still you know, guys that get mad at their wives and they throw acid on them and, you know, it disfigures mm. their face. And these women were changing the consciousness of the world by going out and giving up their gifts anyway. Usually when that happens to a woman, they end up going into seclusion, into hiding. But these women, were, you know, had created this hangout called, this place called hey, Chiro's Hangout. And they gave coffee and tea and gifts, you know, to anybody for free that people could come. So they were doing a beautiful thing. And so the first donation, the 222 Foundation, I feel like has led me there, was to help them build a new center. They were moving from a place they had been to a, a different space. And so we funded that. That was the, the first gift of the 222 Foundation. But since then, I get 222s all the time. You know, my readers send them to me and I see them all the time. Like here in Spain the other day, we got a... Um, you know, one of our checks it came to you know twenty euros and twenty two, whatever twenty two cents part of a euro was. So we got two two two. I was talking to one of her friends the other night, and all of a sudden, her mom, her grandmother, who hadn't called her for a long time, just called and started talking about Taz. So I felt like she was right there with us. But the other miraculous way she's kept in touch with me, and again, my limited brain only accepts certain things. I mean, I'm sure she's around me right now, but again, I still have you know, limitations in my mm-hmm. thinking as I'm trying to let go of all those conditioning. But she, we always had a thing where on the first of the month, whoever would say hedgehog to the other one, just a silly little game we played, would um, have a lucky month, you know, so we'd play it when she was in college, you know, she's up, you know, to all hours of the night. So at midnight, 12.01 at on the first of the month, she would send hedgehog to me, and you know, she'd text that to me, when she lived in Spain, she went to Spain after she graduated from college. And of course, she's six hours ahead, seven hours ahead from where I live in do Hedgehog. So about four months after she passed, she sent me a hedgehog. And from that point on, the first of every month, she somehow manages to send me a hedgehog. <coughs> and they're the most miraculous things. Like, mm. for example, I was having surgery February 1st of 2021. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be under anesthesia. How's Taz going to get a hedgehog to me? You know, whatever. I come home from the hospital or the surgery center. And on my doorstep was a box of chocolate hedgehogs, chocolate shaped like hedgehogs, a little hedgehog toy from someone that had no idea I was having surgery. I mean, I feel like Taz has all these emissaries out there that get her to send send me a hedgehog. Once I was in Mexico and this woman, I was sitting at a restaurant There's a woman, I know she goes, come by my apartment when you finish here. And I said, Okay, I walk in. She gives me this sweater with a hedgehog on it. Again, the first of every month. And t- today, even though I know this airs on August, you said on mm-hmm. Sunday. August 1st, so I'm expecting a hedgehog of some kind today, and she has never disappointed, so the first of every month, she sends me a hedgehog in the most miraculous ways, I mean, it's incredible how they show up but so that's just one way I stay in touch with her, I feel her guidance in my life, I feel, you know, she's got that bigger perspective now, she doesn't have the limited perspective that, you know, we have when we're still in these human bodies so I feel very grateful to have that ally, so to speak, I guess, on the other other side i mean and that's not to say it's been easy i mean it's it's tough to lose a child i mean it's you know some people say it's the hardest experience you could ever have and Mm -hmm. you know i i would say that's true so i have really had to draw on my faith there is a bigger that there is a a bigger um you know meaning to everything so yeah it's been um I wouldn't say a gift, but it's been a an opportunity for me to really truly prove my principles the same way, you know. I ask people to prove the principles yeah, in the book, So yeah. yeah.
0: What about gratitude, Pam? I know you're so big. You're Thank, I know we're talking about uh, E squared, but just gratitude for people who are going through difficult times, maybe what you've been through. How can people use that and how does our gratitude impact the field?
1: Oh my gosh, to me, it's the most important thing we can do. And one of the things that I think about Taz all the time, I am so grateful that I got to be this wonderful being's mother and that I got Mm. to hang out with her for 25 years I mean that was just such an incredible gift I mean I wasn't married I Mm -hmm. got pregnant you know unbeknownst to me but I feel like that was just a gift that was given to me completely unbidden and so I'm so grateful I'm so so grateful so when I think of Taz. It's like, what gratitude that I got to be a mom. You know, mm. I wasn't heading down the path of, of you know, that I was 37 years old. I'm pregnant. And it was, I mean, it was just such an incredible gift. So I'm very, very, very grateful that I got that opportunity to be a mom in this lifetime. And I'm so grateful that, again, that I believe and know that we can stay in touch and that she continues to communicate with me. So anyway, gratitude is the secret sauce as far as I'm concerned. I I have my little possibility posse and we text each other gratitude every day. It's just a very powerful practice because I think, you know, we we're talking earlier about condition beliefs. And I think gratitude is a way to break through those condition beliefs because when you're out looking for things to be grateful for, particularly things that you, you know, each day I try to come up with new things to be grateful for. And it really does open you up and it, it it moves your awareness to all the things that we have to be grateful for. So it just expands what you're willing to let into your life, I think. So gratitude to me is like I said, the secret sauce. It's the thing that can really, really turn your life into one of magic and miracles.
0: Well, Pam, I, I mean, uh, this is so awesome. And I'm going to really strongly encourage everybody. You've got to get this book when I reread it. And it's fun. It is not so serious. <laughs> and you don't have to sit and meditate for an hour. To me, that's what I really love about it. So how can people get your this updated version uh, uh, of E-Squared?
1: Well, it's on sale now. It can be ordered at any bookstore. You know, it would be access to it. Um, Amazon has it. Any, I'm sure, whatever other booksellers, wherever people get their books. I would say, go to your independent bookstore. (laughs) You know, go to your local (laughs) bookstore. Um, And they might have to order it. They may not have it on the shelves, but they can get it within a day or two for sure. But It it should be available anywhere. You know, you get your books. It's on Audible. I did re-record the parts that I changed, and I recorded the new forward and re-recorded the Scavenger hunt, you know, the 22.2 manifesting mm-hmm. scavenger hunt. So um, it's unaudible. There's just, you know, a lot of different ways they can get it. So,
0: yeah. well, everybody, you need to get her book because when I reread it, I'm like, oh my God, this woman knew this back in the day. And it's just so amazing. I love the simplicity of it, but it's profound. I love, uh, uh, the fact that you give people experiment so that they can really practice the principle, and, and I just love the spirit in which you write. You're so funny uh, and you have that great sense of humor that you add to what some people perceive as quote unquote manifestation and I'm so grateful to God for you in your life and your gift and, and so in closing, what would be one final thing you would like to share with listeners?
1: I would just wish that every human being would recognize how much, how deeply they are loved. Mm. Every single one of us is so deeply loved. And if we can just erase the conditioning that blocks it from coming through, we can have complete freedom. So, again, that's my wish
0: for all of us. Freedom, and peace. I love you, Pam Grout. So thankful for you. Everybody, everybody go and get her a book. You guys, excuse me for coughing. I'm right over my air conditioner. <laughs> but, but, but but you, you heard uh, what you needed to hear and uh, uh, make a decision to really create and live your life every day to the fullest. Thank you, well, thank you,
1: Constance. I love you, too. So thank you for having
0: me on. You're welcome. Thank you
1: for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit
0: fulfillingyourpurpose.com.
1: Hmm. you can stay one step ahead of stinky and for bigger jobs try the superior strength of hefty large black bags
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper